0: Hey everyone, I know it's been quite a while since the last time I I hopped on here, but I thought today I would come and share and reflect on my experience at the recent Wellington protest here in New Zealand, and if you're in New Zealand you've probably heard about it, and I thought today I'd take some time to reflect on my time there and and share some stories I had there when I was at the protest, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into this. Well, like I said in the introduction, it has been quite a while since the last time I hopped on here, and also like I said in the introduction, I want to take some time really to give you guys an update on what's been happening in my life, and to be honest it's been quite uneventful um, up until recently, and you'll hear about that more, but really I've just been just been resting, just been relaxing, haven't really been hopping on much of the podcast stuff or anything like that, really today was um, the first time I've really been thinking about it, so I thought, um, there's, there's a lot on my mind, so I thought I'd take time to share my experience about this recent Wellington protest and if you didn't already know about it um, recently in Wellington we saw one of the biggest protests in our history we saw a 23 day long occupation of the parliament grounds against the recent vaccine mandates and many other issues but mainly around the, the vaccine mandates and what you saw there was in my opinion was 23 days of peaceful protest and there was some violence in there but that was very fringe and actually it ended up being us being pushed out by riot police. I even got pepper sprayed myself. So I thought I'd hop on here today and, and share some of my experience. Share some of my stories from the protests and how I, how I viewed it through my lens. And being specifically a person of faith, how I saw it and, and my overview. And I guess I want to end by just giving you guys an encouragement. Um, especially those who were there or supported the, the cause of this protest. So on the 8th of February, there was, a, there was a big convoy from all around New Zealand. And it descended upon Wellington City. Um, the capital of New Zealand, and they, they started to occupy this area called the grand, Parliament Grounds here in New Zealand. And it was quite significant. And I, I was there, and I was there from the second day of the of the protest, and I was there pretty much every day until the end. So I I, I've, I saw all the things that happened, and I experienced all those things. And contrary to, to mainstream media, what I saw there was a lot of love. There was a lot of hurt, but it was, we were expressing it in a loving way. This was a place where people actually felt like they were connected to people. This was a place where so many people that have been cut off because of vaccine mandates, so many of these people found home in this place here in Parliament. Out of all the places, people found society and, and a belonging place in Parliament with all these other people who had same experiences, similar experiences. Even I myself lost many opportunities, even, even job opportunities, because of these, these mandates. And for 23 days, what I saw there was love, peace. And storytelling there were so many stories of of hurt and disappointment there I talked to so many people who who lost everything they lost their jobs even relationships they lost their families everyone because of these mandates this was a last resort for many people this was a, a final a final stand for them because they felt like they had nothing else to lose and being on the ground I I talked to so many people I've talked to I talked to so many different people from from different backgrounds many different backgrounds um, ethnicities different religious views even different um, gang affiliations. I I talked to many different people from different backgrounds all around New Zealand, and there was unity there. it was unity. It didn't matter what what gang you were part of. It didn't matter where you were from. It didn't matter where you were Maori or Samoan or, or white. It didn't matter. It didn't it didn't blind us. We weren't seeing people for colour. We just saw people for people. And we we were there for 23 days, hearing stories and and making a stand for what we believed in. There was one story in particular that that really that really broke my heart. I remember I was, I was there on that last day, I was talking to this lady next to me who, who was standing in the line right up the police line and we were our backs were to the police this the specific time in the morning. And from what I gathered, it was peaceful. And I was talking to this lady and when you hear her story, it, it was crazy. She told me that her, her son doesn't even talk to her anymore because she's at these protests and because she's not vaccinated. She told me that her son walks by and acts like he doesn't know her. And there were so many stories like that. But that one in particular that really sealed it for me. That one really broke my heart and really in essence that that summed up what people were there for. People were there for their families. People were there because they lost families. They felt disconnected. People were there because they wanted to take a stand for what they believed in. And I'm going to be honest, I agree with them. I thought a lot of these mandates and a lot of these, these rules were just discriminatory and really creating unnecessary division in New Zealand. But what I liked about the process is that we, we almost demonstrated what New Zealand should have been like, I believe. There was ingenuity. People were building toilets. People were digging trenches because the Speaker of the House, yep, you heard it right, the Speaker of the House turned sprinklers on and played Baby Shark and Macarena through the nights and COVID ads. And this was all thrown at people, and for 23 days, these people were, were called these names, called ferals, called a river of filth by MPs in our parliament, and not one MP came out and addressed the people. These protesters, us protesters, we were treated with the lowest amount of respect. We were disrespected for 23 days by MPs, media and police alike. For 23 days, we, we had a heavy police presence around us. And from the third day, they even tried to remove us. And it didn't work. And for the next 20 days, we stood there peacefully, making a community where everyone was, was welcome. Didn't matter what what background you had, what choice you made, everyone was welcome. And that's what I loved about this, this protest. And for me, it, it really made me proud to be a New Zealander. Because it wasn't about race, it wasn't about religion was about people loving each other and making a stand for what they believed in. And I thought the way it ended was so sad. And if you haven't heard already, the way it ended was... Actually, riot police came and descended on this crowd. Um, um, I heard there was probably about 500 plus policemen at parliament grounds to remove us protesters who were peaceful, majority peaceful, for 23 days. And there's videos now that you can see of, of the riot where police are punching women on the ground while they're trying to arrest them. Even one old man was knocked out while trying to help a lady who was being... ...bashed by a police shield. And obviously, I'm going to condemn... ...there were violent people at the end. But it was after 23 days of being disrespected... ...and called these things and ignored. And this was a last resort. And I'm not justifying it. It was wrong and it shouldn't have happened... ...the way that people at the end... ...were just throwing things at the police. But there's got to be a context to it. These people had lost everything. These people were disrespected and called names. And it was only after 23 days... ...of disrespect and police force... ...that it got that violent. And people... And I was actually there that last day, and I, and I saw it from the beginning to the end, and I got pepper sprayed at the end, and I was trying to, I was actually away, far away from the police line, and I was trying to help people and stop people from throwing things, and I got, I got pepper sprayed, the policeman looked at me in the eyes, and then pepper sprayed me. So we see all these things, and, and honestly, man, you know what, what hurt me the most wasn't the pepper spray, but the people, the stories, so many good people were there, and they got caught up in the end, and they, they pretty much got dawn raided on, they got kicked out of the end of it. And I know I'm becoming cross as harsh, and, and people may disagree with it, but I think we can all recognize that what happened at the end was, was quite sad and it should never have happened and it should never have ended like this and we shouldn't have been ignored. But that was my experience. You know, people often ask me, Why were you there? Or people will question me and, and talk about it and say things about it and ask me what the protest was about. And I can say very clearly, like, why I was there and, and the stories, and when I heard what I heard from people, the reason we were there was because of the people. We were here for each other. We were here because so many people lost everything they had. So many people felt like this was the final shore. This was the final stand for them. So when people ask me, why were you at the protest? Quite simply, it's because of the old ladies who can't talk to their family anymore. It's because of the the young kid that can't go to the pools or can't play sports. It's because of the the parents that can't afford to pay for their house. It's because of that. Because of the people that are depressed and suicidal. Because of the people that have killed themselves. Because they lost jobs and all the stress caused by these mandates and the COVID response. That's why I was there. And I think for me, it it displayed the importance of of making a stand. This is for my personal encouragement. This this protest really made me realise the importance of standing for your convictions. And God's been speaking to me about this, about the importance of standing for whatever he's put in my heart. And what he put in my heart was standing up for the little man, standing up for the ones that have been ignored and the ones that have been discriminated against, the ones that have been silenced and and been treated like less than human because of their choices. So that's why I was there. And that's what it showed me. And that's that's what we should take out from this is that it wasn't in vain. We did make a difference. We made our voices heard. And regardless of what happens in this world, we can say that we stood for something. And that's what I wanna be at the end of the day. Someone who stood for something. And in fifty years time when people look back at me and they say, What what was he there? What was he doing? They can say that he made a stand at this point. For people that lost their jobs. And this is what I'm saying. Whatever you believe, whatever your convictions are, make a stand for them. Stand for what you believe. Don't let people's opinions stop you from standing for what you believe is right. And for so long, especially people of our opinion, the similar opinion, we've been told that we can't speak. We've been told that if we say anything, it's a conspiracy and that, that we're we're hate speech and that we're white supremacists. You know, that was the funniest thing I thought I'm um, out of the protest, that we were called a white supremacists. One of one of the names, the labels that they were giving to us was it was full of white supremacists. And you know what's quite funny is that Sangatofino and Māori people of the land, That they were overrepresented. There was a lot of them there, and, and what you saw at the protest was really a, a cross-section of New Zealand society. But anyway, this is why it's so important to make a stand for what you believe. There, may, there will be consequences when you stand for what you believe. There will be consequences when you stand for something. But it's worth it in the end, if it is right. And you know, this brought me into this last thing, and I think this is something that both us protesters and people that were anti-processors, this is what that we can learn from it, is the importance of love. Specifically for me being a Christian and, and believing in Jesus, you know, Jesus tells us that the most important thing is love. Elsewhere in Scripture, it says, above all, put on love, for well, there's the bond of perfection. Love is what bonds us all. Love is of utmost importance, especially for a Christian. Regardless of what you think, love should be at the center of everything we do. It's love. You know, if you read 1 Corinthians 13, it, it's quite a, quite a beautiful piece of Scripture that talks about how if we don't have love, we aren't anything. We can have all these amazing spiritual gifts, we can have all this amazing knowledge and to bring it into relevance to us, we can be right about what we believe. But if we don't have love, we have nothing. If we don't have love, we have nothing. And I think we demonstrated that well at the protest, that we, we loved people, but we can always learn, we can always grow. And I think for me, it showed the importance of, of love. And people need to learn the importance of, of love and how important it is. Because at the end of the day, all things will pass away, but love will remain. That's what the Bible tells us. Love never fails. Love endures all things. Love always hopes. And this is the encouragement we have from God, is that love is there, and that he loves us regardless of what happens. And thus, when we take a stand for what we believe, we can do it in love. If people hate us, guess what? We can love them in return. That's what God tells us to do. He tells us to love our enemies. He tells us to feed our enemy if they're hungry, to clothe them if they're cold. This is what God tells us to do. This is what we're called to do. As Christians, we show grace to people. That's who we are. We're people of grace. So regardless of what we believe, when we make a stand for what we believe, we should always build on love. And I'm going to be the first one to say, I was proud to be part of that anti-mandate process. I was proud to be there for 23 days. I was proud to be a part of it, and I believe what we did was right. But at the same time, I'm not going to hate you if you disagree with me. I'm not going to cut you out of my life if you think I was wrong for being there. No, on the contrary, I'm going to love you. And this is why it's so important to be loving, because love, love understands too. Love is understanding. Love will always seek the other side of the story. This is what real love does. Real love doesn't just have a one-sided narrative like we see in the world. But love looks, listens to both sides. Love allows to hear the stories. You know where Jesus would have been? He wouldn't have been out there saying, look at those dirty protesters. He wouldn't have been doing that. Jesus would have been in the protest, talking to people, hearing their stories, praying for people, loving people, and standing up for people. So be encouraged whether you were there at the protest or not. Be encouraged that, that your stand will not be in vain. Because when you stand for what you believe and you stand for your convictions. And when you stand for what is true, you will always be vindicated. In the end, the truth will win. In the end, we will win. And we'll be vindicated by the truth. But regardless of what happens, keep love at the center. Keep Jesus at your focus. Because at the end of the day, when all things fail, when all things fade away, it's him that remains. So let us remember as we as we move forward that the greatest thing to, to create change in the world is love. And the greatest thing to do it is to talk to people. The greatest way to make change Is to talk to people To be understanding To listen to their stories And to love them this Is exactly what Jesus would do Stand for the truth yes But it in love Truth in love And this is what God has called us to do So we just, thank for, we just thank God for For everything he's done for us We thank him for That gift of love And we thank him that we can Make us stand for what we believe But be encouraged that regardless of what happens We win In the end we win Because we're standing with the truth and love will always win, because that's why God is, God is love, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible says God is love. So let's just take time to, to thank him and to, and to pray to him and thank him for his love. Father, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. And I thank you for your truth. And I thank you for all the people that were at the protest and those who were in there. And we bless them, Father. Father, we thank you for those who hated us for being there, Father, and we bless them. And Father, help us to stand patiently and lovingly for the truth. Help us to never be ashamed to stand for what we believe in. Father, help us to always remember to put love at the centre, because that's who you are. Help us to always reflect the person of Jesus in our lives. And it's in his name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.